and welcome to the Citrus Gridiron, your home for Central Florida high school football. It feels so good to be back. What's up, everybody? Citrus Gridiron is back and better than ever. How we doing? Oh, you know, uh, just you know, football's right around the corner. You know, can't Finally. complain about that, right? I feel like it's been a, the longest off season ever. It might be. Yeah, but so much has happened. I mean, so many updates that we have, and we've been on the Twitter and the Instagram, and and uh, following everyone's progress and and really good stuff from everyone. I think there's been a lot of noise in the recruiting world. What's caught your eye? I mean, you got shout out Ty Hilton. Yeah. On his commitment to Florida State, it's a big time commitment, right? There. Huge man, yeah. caught me off guard. He's on our underrated list, and now look at him. Underrated know? list to Florida State commit. Big um, I mean, he's got he's offers a baller, everywhere. Yeah, a we knew, we saw it coming. We yeah. literally said it from get go. Uh, this guy's going to be a big time player, and look at him. He's doing big time things. And then uh, we had Trevor Jackson, yeah, big time transfer. Yeah. To Jones, that caught us off guard. I don't know if, if anyone else saw that coming, but we sure didn't. No, and I mean, you know, Jones is just going to add another guy to their roster that's going to compete. And, yeah. Um, but West Orange is still good, man. Oh, they still got the guys. So yeah. those are still two contending teams. I know West Orange is, is bummed that they, they lost their, their QB1, but, you know, I know they guys – they got guys to compete, and, uh, you know, they'll be good. That next man up mentality. Got yep. to be ready to go. Absolutely, but we appreciate everyone that's been sending us our tape. We've been putting a lot of lists together, guys. We've been sending it out to colleges. We've gotten some guys some attention, you know. We, we, uh, we're we really trying to do our part um, as the Citrus Gridiron to get your name out there and get your film in front of coaches, and we got tons of coaches that follow us, guys. So send us your tape, uh, you know. Let us know about you, and, and, and we'll get your name out there. You know, that's a promise that we can keep. Yeah, at the end of the day, football, you know, it's only you're only good for to your next play, you know. Yep. So, you know, to have the ability to continue your academic career and set yourself up for a good life, you know. A hundred percent. Big time, and that's what we're here to help you guys with. And uh, we just love seeing the guys progress and for those sure. offers start rolling in. Yep, and it has, and it, it's it's paying off, and. Really, really happy to see that. Man, I can't wait for the fall. But uh, we have a really, really special episode. This is our first ever interview with a college football coach. And uh, the reason we did that is we want to share this information with you guys and let you know kind of what goes on behind the scenes from their point of view and and what they are looking at, you know, when they're looking to recruit kids. So uh, we have Coach Watkins out of the University of New Hampshire. He's not on the line yet. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get him on the line. We're really excited to have him here. He recruits the Central Florida area. So this is going to be a big one, guys. We'll be back shortly, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing everyone's thoughts on this. And we're back on the Citrus Gridiron. Like I said earlier, we have our very first-ever coaching interview we have Coach Watkins out of the University of New Hampshire. How are we doing, Coach? I'm doing well. I didn't know I was the first one. That's big-time pressure right yep. there, but <laughs> we love it. Pressure make diamonds. Absolutely. Yeah, you're the first coach. We've had we've had uh, three about three kids on last year, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're blowing up. We had some under-recruited guys and getting them offers, big-time offers now, and uh, we wanted to kind of change it up a little bit, get a coach on, and, and get some advice out to those kids. So uh, just to let the kids know, I know you know a lot of the kids in the area, but uh, 
for the kids that don't know you, can you tell us about yourself and kind of your background? Absolutely. First, I want to say thank you guys uh, for having me and giving me this opportunity to be on this platform. I appreciate what you guys are doing. You're adding value uh, to that state uh, of Florida, which I know is overly recruited. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many talent, so much talent down there that uh, there's a lot of kids that can play regardless of the Division One, FCS, uh, Division Two, or Division Three. So I know you guys uh, are doing a good job of getting all those guys out there um, to two colleges uh, that they didn't even know that was out there. Yeah. Um, so, but for, for, for me, I'm originally from Camden, New Jersey, born and raised there, uh, played my high school ball at Camden High. Uh, I actually graduated from uh, medical arts uh, high school, which was geared towards science and math. I thought at the time I wanted to go be a doctor, uh, and they, they didn't have sports, so I had to go play for the local high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that was very interesting. I had two sets of friends, um, that in school and then out of school. Um, but that, that allowed me to be well-versed. Um, and I think that has helped me become a great coach, um, or become a coach in general. I don't know if I'm great yet. Uh, but to be able to have the ability to connect with people from different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, from high school, I was blessed to play college football at Duke university where I played wide receiver at. Um, I was recruited uh, coming out of high school as a safety slash receiver. Um, knowing what I know now, uh, wasn't the fastest. Uh, probably should have played safety, but I'm definitely blessed to uh, play wide receiver um, and get a great degree uh, from Duke University. Uh, then from there, had opportunity to play uh, arena football. Um, didn't know much about it. Um, my agent recommended it, and that brought me out to, to Iowa which I did that for, for two years. I knew that I couldn't retire doing it. So in the off season, which was typically, it was opposite of the NFL schedule, it was from August to December. And then the regular season was from January to June. Uh, so in the off season, I was working like two or three jobs. I was a substitute teacher. Then I was working at uh, Planet Fitness overnight. And then I had an opportunity to coach a youth football team, local football team. My uncle was the president, uh, and I actually was a backup plan. Um, originally, he asked me if my my um, Pop Warner coach would want to coach, and he uh, turned it down. And I was brave enough to say, well, I'll take it. Um, eighth grade team, I think we had 12 kids to start. Everybody was just like, hey, let's just get them healthy and just play. And we ended up making it to the playoffs uh, with 500. We lost in the first round, but I think we exceeded uh, most people's expectations. And from that season, I just fell in love with it. So when I came back to Iowa during that year, uh, as I was playing, I also was uh, watching, observing a local college, uh, co-college. And from there, building relationships, I was able to get on their staff and I thought I was going to be the OC. I thought I was going to be the wide receiver coach. But I learned quickly, if you want to be in this profession, you got to be able to be diverse and do other things. Yep. Uh, and they had a position that was DB coach. And I'm like, man, I knew nothing about the position. But I think that allowed me to be a sponge, learn from a great DC, had opportunity to work work for him for just a year. In that year, uh, we went 11-1. We won a conference. Uh, I think he's been there for 30-plus for years. And, 
now he's, he's retired coach, but he's still a, a professor there at Co. Uh, coach uh, Larry Atwater. But uh, I give him all the credit. He molded me. He taught me about being a DB coach. And uh, in that second year, I thought I was ready to be a DC. Quickly found out that I wasn't. Uh, so I thought uh, Coach Sager did a great job of hiring somebody uh, that was more polished than me. And from that, uh, I learned a lot about being organized. So first year, I learned about being on the defensive side. And the second year, I learned to be organized. And I'm very thankful to have those two years at Co. Uh, so I went from just coaching just the DB to now I had the, the back five added the nickels and uh, that allowed, gave me more ownership, became the uh, pass game coordinator, did some special teams as well. So forever thankful for that. And um, But at that time, I was like, I wanted to get back on the offense um, and had opportunity to go to Durant, Oklahoma, southeast Oklahoma, uh, smallest town I ever lived in. It was probably about an hour from Dallas. Uh, enjoyed my time there. I was academic coordinator and, and then wide receiver coach there. Unbelievable spring we had. I love those guys and very thankful for uh, that coach staff giving me that opportunity. Uh, so I did that for the spring and found out a DA spot was open at Rutgers. And I was opportunity to come back home, work with the wide receivers. I thought I couldn't pass it up, so I took it. Got there and I'd say around April, and spent the year there, uh, which was which was really good, really good for my development. Got to work under um, Chris Ash, who's a phenomenal coach, uh, guy, teaches very detailed. Uh, was unbelievable uh, opportunity to be there and be back home, and now my family was able uh, to to see me play. Um, but I worked personally under Lester Herb. Um, who who's a legend coach. He spent a lot of years at Iowa, and he was a wide receiver at, at wide receiver coach at um, Rutgers, and now he's an analyst at, at uh, LSU. So but I'm very thankful for him for giving me the opportunity to, you know, coach those inside receivers, um, and that just made me even more passionate about coaching the receiver position. But um, had opportunity uh, through relationships, through recruiting, a guy I knew, uh, Jason Aubrey got a head coaching job at Concordia, Chicago, and I reached out to him. Uh, we connected. I thought I was going to be the OC there, and he was like, nah, but I still need a DC, which would be interested. Um, and I said, absolutely. So spent two years as a DC there, one of those years being COVID, um, and that where I met, met my wife in Chicago. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. Nice. Uh, but I'll say right around at Concordia, uh, stop is when I really started recruiting Florida and I found out how much talent is down there and those those uh, recruits they know that they can play outside the state they're not afraid to play outside of the state um, even if it's division three or division two they just want to play football and get a great education so did that for two years and we um, started started uh, networking with other coaches during COVID um, and one of those guys, Glenn Caruso, the head coach at uh, University of St. Thomas in Minnesota, we were talking, and he had a, a running back position open up with the expansion from going D3 to D1. Um, and I was like, ah, I really want to coach receivers, but I do want to get back at that level, and I want to get back on the offensive side. So I took that opportunity. I'm very thankful for that because, you know, someday I do want to be an OC, and I knew it was very important to know the box, right? I know the pass game. Uh, but sometimes you got to be 
comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's what those two years did for me at St. Thomas. I learned the run game. And, and now when I talk to coaches, first thing I talk about is the run game, uh, which wasn't the case before that. Uh, but I'm very, very thankful to spend those two years. And that second year, we went undefeated. Um, we uh, won, won the first ever Division One conference there, the Pioneers. So we did a lot of uh, – create a lot of memories and the history there. And uh, they're doing a good job. I'm excited to see what they do this season. Um, but uh, – and then uh, wanted to get back East Coast, get close to the family. And I wanted to coach scholarship ball um, and UNH. I heard great things about Coach Santos, about that offense, about that staff, about the location, uh, about the academic piece. And I was like, wow, you know, if I'm blessed to have that opportunity, I would take it. And uh, interviewed with the head coach and interviewed with the office staff. And um, he offered me. He offered me the job. And um, I had to convince the wife. And I think she's probably more excited about this place than I am, uh, <laughs> which is always which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, and she works from home, so that's a blessing that she's able to move with me. But uh, we just got married um, July 1st. And uh, so now we're starting Congrats. that with a new place. I appreciate that. Um, and now we're gearing up for the season. So that's a little little bit about my background. Yeah, awesome. It's 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 so important to, I think, like you said, you got both sides of the ball. You learn the game so much. There's so much that you don't know. You know, like I went into it thinking I knew everything. I was always a defensive guy, and then I went over and started recruiting, and it's like I'm, I'm watching both sides of the ball, and it's like, man, there's so much I didn't know. So it really kind of – it's a way to perfect your craft, and you've had such a, a great resume, and now look where you're at now. Congratulations on the job and the and the marriage, man. That's awesome for you. Really, really awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, this, this profession definitely humbles you. When you think you know it all, you go somewhere, you find out you know nothing. So, <laughs> I, like I tell my guys, and I live by this, never get too high, never get too low. Let's stay right there um, in the middle and always be a life learner. Like, regardless of who I'm with, yep. if it's a high school coach, Pop Warner coach, somebody's been in this game for 20 years, I always want to have a pen and a paper next to me because there's always something I can learn. Yep. 110%. And, and football, you meet so many people, so many new faces, and – you build connections around the whole country. It's such an awesome sport. So, so such a good way to meet people and just, you know, collab and you, and you learn new things and you, you know, there's always something you can grab from someone, just like you said. So, you know, everyone has a different approach to it, whether it's coaching or, or recruiting and you learn so much and you kind of perfect your perfect mold of, of who you are as a person. And I know that, you know, you sound very grateful for everyone you've met on the journey and you're just going to continue to meet people. And then, you know, your knowledge goes off to the kids. You know, you can teach your, your players the same stuff that you've learned. So super, super cool, man, for you. Do you have any questions you have for him, Sam? No, I mean, I mean, we're getting to know him. And, you know, one thing I love to hear is, you know, when he's talking about himself is, oh, I just turned into a sponge, you know. Mm -hmm. that, that There's a huge step from high school to college ball, and I could speak on experience from that is, you know, you, you're, you're going to be the top dog at your high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you got to be able to take that time in and, you know, accept that, okay, I'm not the top dog right now, yep. but I'm going to work for it and I'm going to get my spot on the roster. I'm going to make the travel team. Um, and you just turn into a sponge and you soak it all in, you know. And now is that something you look for in a kid when you're recruiting them, like their coachability? Like what are some of the big things you look for in your kids when you're recruiting them? Yeah. Yeah, so – you're, you're, you're spot on. Uh, I, I do look for kids that are detail-oriented and that are coachable, right? And that's mm -hmm. why 
I hard for him kids coming to camp because I want to be able to work with the kid. I want to be able to see is he coachable, right? If he is doing something one way and I ask him to do it this way, uh, does he ignore me or does he at least try to see if it works? Cause it's going to be uncomfortable at first, right? But yep. is he at least willing to try it? That right there lets me know uh, if the kid is coachable, right? Because I, and I, I never want to step on any high school toes. And I know how they coach things going to be different than how I coach it. So I tell the kid, I say, hey, for this year, do whatever your high school coach tells you to do. But here, this is how we do it. Let's see if you can at least do that, right? Yeah. Um, and that, that, that right there um, allows me to gain information that I typically won't be able to receive over a phone call. Um, but that is definitely something that, that, that we look for in a recruit. Is he coachable? Does he listen? Um, and I think there's a difference, right? I think it was um, Matt Rule that talked about a coach, the player that just say, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, it's easy to do that, but it's tough to actually do what the coach is asking you to do. Yes. It can't be a yes, man. you got to be able to, you know, take it in and actually work on it. And Absolutely. Work towards it, you know? Yeah, and it's not always going to be perfect right away, but as long as they show that coachability and that they're willing to try and, you know, really dedicate it. And I think putting your trust in the coach is another thing that's so important, you know. You want to have that mutual relationship where they trust you, you trust them, and, and you guys work at it together. And, you know, they have to know that you have, you know, the, the, the right idea in mind for them, that you really want the best for them. And, you know, there's definitely some kids that it's like it's my way or the highway. And I'm sure, you know, you can pick up on that. So it's right, you want those right. guys that will, you know, listen to you and, and really, you know, put their pride aside sometimes and be like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to my coach. But like you said, that's awesome to know. I, I never really looked at it from that point of view that, you know, you don't want to interfere with their high school coaches, but you let them know ahead of time, like just kind of give them that heads up. Like, look, when you're here, this is how it's done. Listen to your coach. I really like that because I think, you know, I've, I've heard of some coaches, you know, changing things up. Like, you know, I know we've had some experience where we've heard of coaches like, oh, no, you're not playing that position. Like, I want to see your tape at this position. And it's like <laughs> some coaches cross those boundaries. So that's awesome that you have that respect and I, I know the the central florida high school coaches over here you know definitely appreciate that and and uh you've been such a good presence in the recruiting world over here i know we talked to so many that. kids and they know you you know they they all say you're really cool they know you want to on a they have a personal relationship with you so that's awesome that you know you're out there recruiting the area so you're recruiting central florida and south jersey i believe correct that is correct Okay, so have you noticed like a, a difference in culture? How many areas have you recruited throughout your your uh, your uh, experience, your career? Yeah, so I I've been blessed. Um, when I got to Concordia, Chicago, I was named the uh, recruiting coordinator. Mm -hmm. So I had I had an opportunity being in Chicago, being Division Three. Uh, we we had to cast a big net. Uh, there's a lot of good football programs uh, in that Midwest. So we had to expand all the way to California, had to go into Texas, and then go down to the southeast. So I've been blessed to uh, recruit uh, Southern California, recruit Dallas, wow. Houston, El Paso. Um, been blessed to even go down to Louisiana, be down in New Orleans. Uh, and then you get into Georgia, uh, metro area, and then now um, Central Florida, South Florida, even even North Florida. Um, so the whole state of Florida, I've been nice. blessed. and. Um, then, you, you know, you start spot recruiting the, the Virginias, the Maryland's. Uh, but everywhere I go, I always got to recruit home. Um, New Jersey has a special place in my heart. 100%. Um, my mom's yeah. still there. And, yep, South Jersey. 
Um, so I, I, uh, there's, there's definitely, um, some culture difference, but I know, um, uh, that in South Jersey and in Florida, those kids, they, they love ball, um, and they want to get a great education. Mm-hmm. That's something that I noticed and I love those two spots is, um, they're not just looking to play football and they know that someday that the, the cleats are going to have to be hung up. The jersey's going to have to get retired. And now it's what do I do next? So that's what I enjoy in the recruiting, um, the recruiting process is having those conversations with the kid and telling them like, Hey, with me, if you want to make me proud, it's being an academic all American. That's the thing that I truly want those guys to grasp. And Hey, if we can graduate, if we can get a master's, that's what's going to be happy because that's what's going to last longer um, than winning all conference, winning all American. Those are things that's going to help successful, create you to be successful in life. And I know a lot of people talk about, and it's not about the four years, it's about the 40 years. And that's so true, right? That might be cliche, but that is really true. Whatever you do at any university you go to, those next 40 years is very pivotal. Um, and, and Sorry, those next four years is very pivotal for what you do the next 40 years in your life. And yep. uh, I want to be a part of that journey, and I want to help you grow uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, and that's what I enjoy about the recruiting. So that's why I love recruiting different areas and getting to know different people. Yeah, and I'm sure the parents love hearing that too, you know, that you really have their back and, and you care about those next 40 years after the four. Um, it's And like you said, there's so much more to college, like the education and the athletics, you know, everyone knows that, but there's so much more. It's such a growing experience. You know, you learn, you gain so many social connections and you learn so much and, you know, people do internships, they meet all these new people. So there's so, it's so important where you go to school. And I think, you know, you prioritizing that is so awesome. So what, what can you tell us about New Hampshire? What makes New Hampshire a special place? Man, so I had no idea, you know, being in in the, in the Northeast, uh, I never been in New Hampshire, right? Um, but this is how God, uh, this is how I know God has special place for for me here. So I'm 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 in high school, uh, had it my freshman year. My uncle is a Hampton grad, and the team they played in the playoffs is University of New Hampshire. Mm. The OC is Chip Kelly. The head, wow. the uh, the quarterback is. Coach Santos, Rick Santos is the mm. quarterback. And he lights them up. I think they won by two or three. He throws like 500, four touchdowns. Wow. And now they come full circle, right? This is the guy I'm learning from. So it starts <laughs> with him. It starts with Coach Santos, his vision for the program. Uh, first thing he told me was, you know, when you come here, the two things that you're going to see is friendships and championships. And that's the two that got me, right? That thing is a blue-collar program. Uh, that's going to love their players, truly going to be a family. Um, you're going to get that day in day. Um, you're going to work your tail off. But then also the location. Uh, we're an hour from Boston. Um, you've got a train. we got a train station right on campus that can drop you off right in front of where the Celtics play in, nice. uh, in the garden. That's awesome. Um, you got the beach that's eight, nine miles east. And then you go an hour north. you got the mountains. So you can go skiing. But you also can go to the the beach too in the summertime, right? Um, and then the resources that we have, the unbelievable opportunities, the internships that you talked about, uh, that you can have in any, you know, if you want to do business, if you want to do, you know, marketing as you dive into business, 
uh, finances, all that's right here. You can do that in town. You can do that in Boston. Uh, if you want to get into agriculture, we have that. So now I'm able to go to Iowa and talk to those kids, right? So we have so many different majors that if a kid wants to study engineer, right, the opportunities is there. Uh, but the toughest battle that I found out with the university have is that it's the best kept secret. And that's where I want to help our vision of saying, hey, this shouldn't be a secret. We have really good things. And that's why I encourage a lot of kids, especially from Florida, to come up here to see it, right? But not only just see it in the in the summertime, but encourage them to come to a game so they can experience some snow and see, like, okay, it, it does get cold up here in the Northeast, mm-hmm. and maybe there's something I like or something I don't like. Um, I never want to sell a kid a dream that it only come up in the summertime. Like, no, I want you to know, hey, when you live here, you're going to get all four seasons when you're here. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we don't yeah, get that here. But, but, <laughs> we do good seasons. It's hot, hotter, and right. really hot. <laughs> but, but yeah, I would say um, the people, the location, and then, then the, the program success. I think at one point it had 14, 15 straight years of making the playoffs, nice. which I think NDSU just beat that streak. Um, the you know, and that's in the CAA too, right? One of the toughest FCS conference. So you're going to play high level. You're going to play against the best of the best. Uh, and then our staff is, is filled with guys that play the position or coach at the high level, uh, like our offensive coordinator, Coach Scott. You know, he coached at ODU for a long time. So I'm learning from him night and day, and uh, that's only going to make the coaches and the players better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on people kind of sleep on that FCS level, and I mean. The CAA is a very strong conference in the FCS level, and I know y'all just welcomed in Campbell and A&T, right? Yep, correct. Yep. Correct, and uh, Hampton, Hampton, Hampton joined, I think, the year before that. Uh, so they, they, they split it up into two divisions. So last year we actually shared the conference with 7-1, and one, and uh, we shared it with William and Mary. Um, so I'm, I'm coming yeah. into a great situation. Uh, it was Coach Santos' first year. As the head coach, um, he got coach of the year. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be a part of this program, to be here, uh, to see that it got a lot of success on the field. But it's also the the we had nine guys in our NBA program that was on the team, right? So oh, wow. those are things we want to highlight too. Is that you know you're a student athlete, you're going to get a degree here, and you're going to play high level football. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of high level, I know y'all play Central Michigan this year. We do. We yep. do. Nice. I'm uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, one of my good friends is a uh, Central uh, Michigan grad, so I know it'll be a lot of trash talking oh, that yeah. week. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'm excited. Excited to go out there. Uh, heard great things uh, about that staff, uh, the location there too. So very, very excited to get out there and um, see, you know, see see the product that we got. Yeah, talk about cold though. Yeah, and then <laughs> we oh, played them early. It's the oh yeah, there week, you go. So. <laughs> um, I know kind of peeped ahead in the schedule and years to come and i think was it 24 you guys 2024 come to play UCF, yeah right come over to our part of town ucf was added to the schedule i saw is that is that confirmed oh man that's that's, that's definitely above my pay grade <laughs> um <laughs> i'm i'm just I'm, I'm 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 one game at a time yeah um if, if, it, if it does i'm excited about that um, I know that would, you know, help with our recruiting too. That way a lot of the, the kids that there, um, it, it would be a home game for them, their family, their friends to come see them play, yeah. um, playing at that great atmosphere. Um, but no, that's, that's definitely 
intriguing, man. I got, I got to ask, got to ask some people to see. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's above my pay grade. Um, and yeah, if, if it does have it, I'll, I'll be excited. Awesome. Yeah. I, I definitely think you could use that as a sell. Cause I mean, me personally, I think that would be awesome, that you know, to so go sick. and yeah. to play in your hometown and, and get, you know, 20, 30 family members, friends out there. I think, I think that's always cool. I love seeing that on ESPN or something when you see that and they got their whole family there and they, yeah, you know, they ball out for them, but that's awesome. You guys are, you guys are really, I mean, you're already in the right direction. New Hampshire is already such a good program and you guys are just, you know, continuing to grow. And it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things happening there. I think you got such an easy pitch. I mean, you make, I want to go to New yeah, Hampshire I'm now. Committed. I already <laughs> if you don't mind just sliding that scholarship over. Um, that's awesome, man. So how important do you think it is? I know you touched on it a little bit, but kids attending camps and, and the difference between mega camps and the smaller camps and getting to see them in person, see their measurables. Like how, how, how much can you vouch for camps? Yeah. So I would say camps are very, very important, but you have to be strategic about it, right? For mm-hmm. example, I never want a kid to go to eight to ten camps because I think he does a disservice to his high school team. Okay. Um, for example, let's say quarterback. If I go to eight to ten camps and I'm throwing X amount of times, will my arm still be fresh for the year? If I'm a running back and I'm running eight to ten camps, can I still be fresh? am I going to be injury prone now because I'm working out with the team and I'm doing these camps, right? So I tell, when I recruit a kid, I tell him, hey, let's be strategic. Let's look at it, right? Let's look at the region. For example, let's see Central Florida. We know UCF has their mega. South Florida has their mega. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do those two, right? We got multiple schools going to be there, right? Um, it's going to be a lot of kids there too. So I really got to stand out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rather that being with my uh, apparel or with my uh, God-given ability on the on the field, right? Yep. Um, so that's two right there. And then now, let's pick another two or maybe one of the top schools that you have built a relationship with, right? Okay. Because yep. now you get to work with that position coach. You get to see that school. You get to talk with the people that potentially can be around your every day and get to know them. So. Um, you're able to do all those things at one shot. So that's, that's what I, I, I encourage kids to do, two megas, and then two of your top two schools that you can see yourself at. Now, I know that can get pretty expensive, um, especially if it's, you know, if you're in Florida and, you, and one of them is coming up to New, New Hampshire. So I definitely get that. But if you're fortunate and um, you can make that trip, like I've been blessed to see, I'm finding out a lot of kids from Florida got family members up here in the Northeast. So it's like a family, it's like a vacation. They come up here to camp and then they spend X amount of days with their uh, relatives. So nice. uh, whether it's being in New York or being in Boston, so we've been blessed in that way. Um, but I would say that's, I think that's a good measuring stick. Uh, I don't think there's anything that's perfect. Uh, but I think if you do do two megas um, and then do your top two, you're, you're giving yourself a good opportunity to get recruited. Just because you go to those four doesn't mean that you are going to get, a scholarship, right? So, um, and there's different levels of that. You have some kids that are your four or five stars that don't have to go to camp. You have some of those kids that are um, right on the bubble that maybe um, had a decent junior year that uh, was going to have a great senior year, but you want to see it in the summertime. Uh, you got a kid that maybe got a growth spurt, so maybe he was five five, and now you go to your camp, he's five nine. That moves him up on your board. 
Um, so all of those things are very, very important for the coach for us to get to see um, in person. You get the coachable uh, factor, see if your kid is coachable. Um, you get to meet parents too. Um, then you get to show them around uh, your campus, right? So looking at it from a coach perspective, that's where they could be great for us having those individual camps. Yeah. I, and like you said, like uh, so many kids, I think, get upset if they don't, you know, rack the offers up right away. But what they don't realize from your point of view is that there's so much that goes into it. There's so many places that, you know, parts that need to be in certain places before offers are given out and, you know, measurables and grades. And, and you, a lot of people want to meet their families and, you know, let them see the campus. And, you know, it's not, I think some of the kids take it so personal. It's not always a personal thing. You know, it's, it's a business side of it and there's so much that goes into it. And just cause you didn't rack an offer out right away, it doesn't mean it's not coming. You know, a lot, everyone just needs to be patient. It will come, you know, just keep working hard, keep grinding. But you know, there's always, there's that's a, tough. yeah. yeah. And that's tough telling a, uh, 17, 18 year old that right now in the yeah. day and age, right? Cause everything is right at their fingertips. Yep. Um, and then maybe their buddies getting recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I get it. Um, but if I did, you know, the advice that I give those kids is trust the process. Biggest thing you control is what you do on that in the classroom yep. and what you do on that football field. And then everything else going to take care of itself and wherever you're supposed to be, you'll be. Because, uh, you know, you get caught up in, oh, I want to go to Florida State or I want to go to UF. And I get it, right? My dream was go to Miami. Uh, had an opportunity to be a safety there. And I didn't want, I didn't want to play safety, right? Mm-hmm. So just because it's your dream, there's going to be other opportunities out there that you don't understand it right now. But this probably is the best place for you to be. So uh, having those honest conversations with the kids, I believe that's what we're supposed to do yep. in this profession. So that way you're never... That's why I tell you, because I'm going to be very transparent with you, um, and we might not like it, but I want to make sure that you're successful in life. So I say, for example, if a kid say, hey, coach, um, I, I want to go to a, a, a school that's you know, 30000 40000 Okay, that, that's, that's not us, but let's find a place that still has your major that has that, right? So I want to be a resource to any kid if he doesn't even come to UNH because we have built that relationship, and I want to see – him be successful and not make the wrong mistake and go in the transfer portal and maybe get lost in the transfer portal. And now he's got to go back home. Yeah. Right. That's what I don't want. That's, that's what we, I've seen that happen a lot. Oh, um, so much. In this, in, in, right. In this um, profession that, you know, if I can just help any kid to avoid that, I think that's the win. Yeah. And I know we touched on like mega camps and, you know, getting in front of all these coaches and stuff, but you know, you got to be your own self advocate and you know, how important is, like a recruit's presence on social media and what they oh, yeah. post too. It's very, it's very important. Yeah. You know, we, we, we didn't have that, right? Yeah. Um, we, we didn't have that at all. Uh, it's very important and you have to be intentional with it on all social, on all, you know, some coaches have Facebook. Uh, I think every coach has Twitter. I think every coach now is starting to understand the importance of Instagram now. So they're starting to get that. It's very important to, to put your highlights up there. If you're on 707, put those highlights up there. Highlights out there. If you're working out, put those highlights up there because you never know what coach is watching, right? Um, yeah. And if if you have to be very respectful too when you DM a coach, right? You'll have some kids that just send the film, and I'm like, okay, you send the film. You have some kids that will be, hey, coach, watch my film and let me know what you think. And then you have some kids that are like, hey, coach, I know you're busy. Um, 
I'm, I'm such and such. I go here. This is my GPA. This is that. Um, this is from this game. Would love if you take a look. Okay. Now, of those three, which one you think a coach is probably going to yeah. sit there and watch, right? Exactly. So you, exactly. you got to be very respectful um, about how you go about it. Um, and you, you got some coaches that probably would never watch it, right? But I can only speak for me. Um, any kid that messaged me, uh, I'm going to respond back to them. I'll let them know, hey, I watched the film. Okay, we like it, but we got to see you at camp. Or we like it, what's the next step in the process, right? So, um, Or I just tell the kid, like, hey, keep keep sending me the film. I'm going to pass it to the district coach to see what he says, right? right? Um, and, you know, sometimes you just want to get to know the coach, too, and just let him uh, let him get to know you and you get to know him as well. So use your platform um, as a huge resource, right? And I think, you know, not only the players, but the coaches should be doing it too for their kids. Yeah, I think every high school big, yeah. should be able, yeah, should be able to have a recruiting page. So that way, when a high school coach looks that team up on Twitter, they can say, okay, these are the guys. This is who they got, right? I think COVID, it, it allowed or showed high school coaches that they can do it. You can do your little own little combine, show the video, take pictures of the wingspan, and get that out to different coaches that don't have the resources to come out there, right? Like at Concordia, Chicago, we ain't had the biggest budget. So the relationship factor helped me. I was able to reach out to a lot of coaches down in Florida and be like, hey, I can't make it down here, but can you give me a picture of Johnny, yeah. right? Can you send me the video of him running the 40, right? So just getting creative in those ways um, can help any D2, D3 school that's willing to put in that work. Yeah, and I think it's so important what you said about <clears throat> the first message that they send. I mean, because for a lot of coaches, that's that's going to be their first impression of you. You know, like yeah. when you're putting your tape out there, like if you just send the link or you just say, what's up, coach? Check me out. Like that's that's your first impression. Is that is that how you would greet him in, in person? You know, you know, you're not face to face. You know, they don't always see you play live right away. So it's it's really important. And I think. I don't think it's personal. I don't think it reflects necessarily always the kid's personality. I think they might just not have been <clears throat> educated in that. And, and and that comes back to the coaches around. Like, it's important for them to educate them and tell yeah. them what's important. You know, tell them how to approach a situation. You know, write up some mock messages, DMs for coaches, emails, and, you know, really get that out there. But I am completely with you on it's so important for the coaches. I think there's too many coaches that – you know, just don't help their kids out enough. And it's a huge disservice. Um, I, I don't think it's personal, but I think it's just kind of the lack of, of knowledge in that and how important it truly is. And, and, and if it's coming from you, you know, college football coach, that just proves my point. It's say, so important. The proofs in the pudding there. And um, a lot of times I see um, kids kind of just over, not overdoing it, but you know, being super assertive in, like, if a coach posts something there in their comments, like, almost aggressive, I sometimes see it. I'm <laughs> like, all right, too. dude. Like, he's, he'll watch it if, like, you come at him with a, bit, a little bit better tone there, you yeah, know? first impressions. It's crazy. Yeah. I think you guys said it, though. It's about <laughs> educating those kids. Yep. They, they know what they know. Um, and I, that's, I appreciate you guys bringing that up because now I think that's on me now, too. Um, just as a young, young man to help give those kids those guidance because maybe they're not getting those guidance. So right. if a kid does that, I want to be able to say, hey, because someday you're going to have to be in board meetings. You're going to have to interview for a job. Let me give you some of those skill sets. Life skills. Prepare. Life skills, yes. 
Um, and that's a great opportunity for me to share with them. So I, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's all, everyone's different. Everyone comes from a different background and, but I mean, it's just super, super important. And I think, like you said, life skills, man, this football is so much, so much bigger than everyone thinks. Like it teaches you so much. I mean, it teaches you social skills, you know, teaches you to work with people. I mean, there's just, it's just such a great sport, man. That's why, that's why we're doing this. We're trying to give these kids so many opportunities. Like you said, the, the 40 after the four years is, is really the most important thing. And I think you are such a big advocate on that. And we really, really appreciate you being on this podcast and, and teaching these kids this stuff. And I think a lot of kids are going to take some great information on this. Like I know you, you want the kid with the pen and paper. You want the kid that's writing down notes from this podcast. And I think there's going to be some in there. I think we have some really good kids here in Central Florida, and I know you know that, and we just want to uh, keep advocating for them and getting them out there. So is there any last piece of advice before we let you go? I appreciate you for your time, by the way. But any uh, any last last bit of advice for the kids to take home? I appreciate you guys. I uh, really do from the bottom of my heart uh, for allowing me to give me this opportunity to uh, share my message with the kids down there um, in, in Florida. Um, for for me, I just say, hey, I, I watch a ton of film um, when it comes to any position because uh, I'm the area recruiter. Uh, I'm going to watch your film. Please put your best clips first. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That that allows that you you're able to because not every coach is going to watch that whole five minutes. Right. right? Um, how can you? gain that coach's attention right away. How you can do that is by putting your best clips first, not by putting it by games, this game one, game two, game three, and come out highlights there. No, no. At the end of the year, make sure you put your best clips first. Your best clips came game seven. We'll put that at the very first, at the beginning. Um, if you're playing multiple positions, put that there because we're able to see you change direction. We're able to see you highest point we would evaluate all of those things um so put that on there don't just put all oh, my quarterback and put only my quarterback highlights there no if you're on special teams put that there um and that's i think that's the one of the things i think the kids can can help their crew right away is by just doing that um it's changing uh how they structure their highlight tape and create a three-game highlight tape after the first three games put it together Create your highlight tape and send it out to your coach. Send it to him. Hey, coach, these are my first three highlights. Let me know what you think, right? And then after that, maybe you got another three. Um, put that together. Now you got a midseason. Send that to coach, right? So you're continuously helping yourself, creating your brand throughout the year, and you're keeping it updated with the coach, right? Because maybe there was something that a coach wanted to see that he didn't see in those first three games that you did in the next three games. Right, like for me, for example, um, and I love I love watching uh, wide receiver highlights. Right, I, I might be biased. I played it, um, but another position I really truly love um, is the tight end position. Uh, it's because I think that's the toughest position because you got to be all alignment. But you also got to be a receiver. You got to be able to block really well, but you also got to catch like a receiver. So when I watch their film and evaluate them, right, you're you truly got to watch it over and over and over. How's his hand placement? How's his feet, right? How's his catching ability? All right, how's his blocking? 
Is he able to move his feet, right? How big is his frame? How big can he get, right? Those are all the things that go into the evaluation when you're uh, recruiting a tight end. And um, and maybe just, just me because the programs I've been at, we have tight ends. I know a lot of programs don't. Um, but when you're, you know, when you're a tight end, you got to put those, those clips out there, right? And it's not sexy, uh, putting the blocking up there. I just want to put all the receiving, but no, let me show coach my best blocking and then let me show him my best catching, right? Cause we know you can catch. Now we know, Hey, how physical is this kid? He's a willing blocker, yep. right? Maybe there's some techniques that I can fix, but he's at least willing to block, uh, somebody that's in front of him. So, uh, I think overall biggest thing is how to structure your highlight tape and then, when you send it out, make sure you're sending it out um, in a good order. Absolutely. I think that's perfect. I think the order is, is so important as well. You see so many people just do, you know, game one, game two, game three. And like you said, you know, not every coach has the time for that. You get thousands of tapes sent to you and, and you know, what's really going to grab their eye and grab their attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so, so much for that advice. I know the kids are going to greatly appreciate it. If you guys don't follow him already, Follow Coach Watkins on Twitter. I think it's at Coach Watkins UNH, right? Correct. That's yep. the at name. At yep. Coach Watkins UNH, yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Follow him, send him your tape. Keep him busy. Keep him watching tape. I know he loves it. So uh, keep keep yes, sending sir. that tape and, and, and format it properly for him. Save his time, right? <laughs> Grab his attention. He Such a great coach, great guy, man. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I can't thank you enough. And. And seriously, I wish you the best of luck in the season. We'll stay in touch and uh, keep sending you guys out there. Thank you, gentlemen. You have yep. a blessed day. Absolutely. You as well. Have a go, man. Bye. All righty, guys. That was it. Wrap it up. Yeah, man. That was awesome. So much good information to get yeah. put out there for the kids. Yeah. Man. Y'all take it in like we talked about. Be a sponge. Take in all the stuff he said, you know, um, this applies to anything in life really is, you know, you're really only as good as yourself. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like you're only as good as you can be when you put all your effort into it and take pride in what you do. And, you know, a hundred percent, man, he's so well-spoken. And, and I yeah. really think, I mean, that was the perfect coach to interview yeah, no, that for was, our first that one. Was amazing. Just, just such a good guy and just knows so much about the game. He's been at, you know, it's so many different levels. He knows right. so many people and, and just a guy that recruits the area is so important to have on the podcast. Yeah. No. Um, you know, cause a lot of kids we know have a personal relationship with him and they know him and you know, many people don't. And you know, now they're going to go and see like, wow, like he vouched for his program and he said what he likes in a kid. So, you know, there might be the perfect fit for him out there and that might be you listening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, that was awesome. I'm really happy. So hopefully we can, uh, rack up some more interviews, but we got some big things coming up. We're going to do some more interviews with coaches. We're going to do interviews with players, interviews with recruiting coordinators, lots, lots we have in store. We're going to do our top 10 list again. We're going to, I think we're going to do a big man list. Spoiler alert, man, I can't speak. Uh, Yeah. So, so many things coming up guys. We appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for listening and uh, have a fantastic day. Later. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.